0: Hey, ladies, I think we can talk about anything by now. Have you been struggling to lose weight, especially around your belly? You just feel like the weight just just settles there. It just moves in and won't move out. You have brought this up to your doctor, telling them that you are doing all the right things. You're exercising, you're eating less and nothing. And your doctor just pats you on the hand and goes, oh, honey, it's just menopause. Seriously, ladies, it is not your fault and it ain't fair. You know, there's so many myths and misconceptions around belly fat, and it's really hard to know what actually works, but do not worry. Help is on the way. In this masterclass that I have coming up later this fall called Cracking the Belly Fat Code, I will teach you everything you need to know about what the heck belly fat is and finally how to get rid of that stubborn belly fat so that you'll be feeling better in no time. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, do me a favor, make sure you grab a spot on the wait list so that when all the juicy details come out, you are the first person to know. You'll find that in the show notes. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, confident, comfortable and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. And here is this week's iTunes review. It comes to you from Dub By V. She writes, "I love the podcast. You speak your mind, and you don't sugarcoat anything. I love your energy and your good spirit. Oh, that just fills my heart. You don't even understand how much I enjoy these reviews, so please, if you feel the need, l- please go to iTunes or wherever you watch, watch listen to this podcast, do me a favor and hit me up with a five-star review. I absolutely love them. They mean the world to me and I will read it on my podcast. So thank you so much Dub by V. It does mean the world to me. All right, magic makers. Today, I want to talk about something that. I'm going to be talking about this subject for a while. So buckle up, right? We're going to have a little bit of a um, evolving masterclass here. Um, So a couple of weeks ago, I talked to you about belly fat, right? And so that was kind of the one number one thing when I asked women over 40, I'm like, what is the thing that frustrates you the most? And it was belly fat. So if you haven't gone back and check out that episode, guess what? Go back, check out that episode. Um. But today I wanted to talk about menopause, right? So, so many people are like, oh, menopause, menopause, menopause. But do we even know what the hell menopause is? Right? It's just this giant word that's out there, but no one ever says, oh yeah, that's what it is, right? So let's just, you know me, I need a definition. <laughs> so here's a definition. Menopause is a period, <laughs> pun intended, Going 12 months and a day without having your period. Fancy talk, menses, okay? So I can go nine months without having menses, my period, then get my period and guess what? The clock starts all over again, all right? So it's not until I have 12 consecutive months in one day and menopause literally happens in 24 hours. But for many of us, um, it is the per- perimenopause that can last up to 10 years. And many people don't even like we hear per- perimenopause and we think it's like, you know, just a, a little period. Oh, it is almost 10 flipping years that we could be experiencing perimenopausal symptoms. And it's the perimenopausal perimenop- symptoms that make us So, <laughs> All right. So, I mean, think about it. We are having, like, think about when we, we went to, um, to school right went to school for 12 years or we went to college that's like power of menopause, right we are going through like this reschooling of our body as our hormones are on the decline so let me just do a quick disclaimer here that the information i'm sharing with you is information and it's educational i want you to be able to go into your doctor's office and have an intelligent conversation i don't want you to feel intimidated because they have they have the white coat and they have the md You can ask questions because I'm going to tell you, I was intimidated by my doctor and you know, I got the hand pat, Kim is just menopause. Kim, you can't be 25 anymore. Blah, 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 blah. So like I said, many times she would tell me that, and I saved myself from going to jail because I don't think my husband would bail me out because I killed my doctor because (laughs) she told me I was in menopause. So. Like I said, we could be in menopause for, for almost 10 years. And at any given time, there's about 60 million women who are currently in some phase of perimenopause. And so you're not alone. You are not alone. There are many women who are in the same situation as you. And the average age when most people, most women hit menopause is 51. So if you're like 41, like, girlfriend, buckle up. <laughs> it's about to get pretty fun. <laughs> So let's let's talk about what causes menopause, right? So we all know that you have a certain number of eggs, and as we every month an egg drops out, saying, "Hey, you can get pregnant now." And as we, you know, go you know go through life, though the the, um, the viability, yeah, that's what we're looking for. The viability of those eggs start to dwindle, you know, primarily because we're not getting the hormonal signals from our body saying, Hey, produce the egg, produce the egg. And the signals aren't happening regularly enough, but also our eggs are aging, just like we are, you know, our age, our eggs are like, you know, Hey, I'm tired. (laughs) I don't know if I got the energy to run around with it. If we produce a baby with this egg. So over time, you know, we're producing less progesterone, we're producing less estrogen. Our body is no longer getting the signal to send out the um, luteinizing hormone, as well as the follicle. Uh, pho- pho- oh my god, hormone to signal like, hey, let's go. So this is what starts us to get our period. So as our egg su- supply and the and the dwindles and our estrogen production, hormone, our p- periods start to get wonky, right? So you could have a period of time. Again, pun intended where you don't have a period at all. And then boom, you have a period. Or maybe your periods become lighter, or maybe they're heavier than normal, or maybe they're just erratic, right? You go for three months and then boom, you have your period, right? And you're always just like, I just always have to, or you're not as um, on schedule as you used to be, right? You used to know that this is, you know, my period came on the 20th of the month, every single month, like clockwork, you know, you could map your schedule around it. So maybe it's like, you know, you're a couple of days late, maybe you're a couple of weeks late, maybe a couple of weeks early, right? So it just, that's, what's going to happen during those 10, uh, 10 years before we hit menopause. And so as you're going through this, you know, and uh, uh, when I talked about belly fat, I talked a lot about all the different hormones and what's happening in that. But as your, as your body is going through all these different changes, we're going to see some of the biggest symptoms that most people experience. Our sleep, you know, many of us can't sleep through the night um, or can't, you know, uh, or have trouble falling asleep, unexplained weight gain. We're like, I was always some person who could eat whatever I wanted. I could, you know, up my exercise a little bit or tweak my nutrition a little bit and boom, I would drop the weight. Now you're like, where the hell is this coming from? And why is it bringing friends? your libido, you know, maybe you had a great sex life and now you're like, I can't even be bothered with you. Mood swings, right? You're happy one day, you're crying the next. Joint pain, you know, because we have like inflammation is happening. We've got, we have joint pain. Um, brain fog, you know, we're just like not feeling like we're firing on all cylinders. Hot flashes. uh my goodness, I could be sitting here recording a podcast and granted, yeah, I got a lot of lights up here when I'm doing the podcast, but I could just start sweating. Like it was, I was just out of coming out of a spin class and I wouldn't sweat that much in a spin class. So I totally understand the hot flashes. It was just like, ah, kill me now dry skin, right? Maybe you're looking and you're just like, you have like dry flaky skin and you always feel like you need to put lotion on your hands. Maybe some of you are feeling depressed, you know? And, and it's, it's, at this time of year, it's, it's also tough because many of you are experiencing a lot of change in your life. You know, you might be that empty nester that, you know, finally, you know, your, your offspring are either left the house for good. They're going to college and you're just readjusting to what a new normal is. And so, you know, you've got the, you know, empty nesters plus uh, menopause. And it's just like the perfect storm you here. So here's where I, I want you to, you know, check in with your family history. You know, when did your mom, your grandmother, when did they go into menopause? And this is like, you know, things that we didn't talk about, you know, like you did 20 years ago, you weren't ever listening. Well, I guess there wasn't a podcast 20 years ago, but you weren't like sitting around the kitchen table. So mom, when did you go into menopause? Like that was just not a conversation. Or if you said menopause, it was like menopause. Like you just, it was just like a whispered thing that you, um, talked about, but here's where we can, you know, just as we know our family history, or maybe we don't, but here's the door to open up about family histories, like, you know, um, cancers and heart and blood and all of that, so that we know what might be coming down the door for us, you know, what might be coming for us. And so we need to understand, you know, when did our, you know, women in our family, um, experience menopause. And so I want to kind of also take a step back before I continue forward. So I want to talk about, um, surgical menopause, you know, um, surgical menopause there's, I'm going to say three types of, of surgical menopause. All right. So one is when they take all of total hysterectomy. Okay. that's when they take all of your reproductives, that's ovaries, uterus, and cervix boom, all gone, you are in menopause the moment you're rolled out of surgery, okay? So you are going to just instantaneously be in menopause, okay? Now, here's another one that people will say that, ah, you're in menopause because I don't have a uterus. No, if I still have ovaries, my eggs are still releasing. My body is still sending FSH and LH through my system, my estrogen, progesterone are still saying, Hey, even though I don't have a uterus, there's no, you know, my, there's not going to be a lining that's built for the egg, but the egg is still being told to release into my fallopian tube. It's still doing that. It's still releasing out into my body. So I'm still, I still have the potential to go through a traditional menopause. I just won't have that same 12 months in a day signal. So, you know. Technically it's menopause esh because I'm no longer bleeding, but I'm still having the same symptoms that everyone else is because I have ovaries. Okay. And then there is a third. They'd, I know as of five years ago, they stopped doing these types of hysterectomies before you used to be able to um, keep, when you had hysterectomy, you were able to keep your ovaries and then you could keep your cervix. But then they found the way they were keeping your cervix, there was an increase of uh cervical cancer. So they no longer allowed you to hold on to your cervix. But some of you who may have had a hysterectomy before they discovered this uh, might still have your cervix. So those are the three types of of um uh menopause. And um many of us, as we are starting to enter into the perimenopause state, we're going to experience the most intense symptoms the first two years. And my two cents here is, I feel like we're experiencing the most intense the first two years, because we're still trying to figure out what it is, right? Because it's like, if you think about not sleeping through the night, that could be something else. Weight gain, that could be something else. So it's like, brain fog, that could be something else. So like some of the symptoms that I talked about before, it could easily be attributed to some other problem. So like many of us, we're not thinking, oh, is it menopause? Is it paramenopause? We're thinking like, oh, it's my thyroid. Like, oh, I'm just getting fat. Like I just got to stop eating a certain way. I got to double down with my exercise. So that's why I feel like the first two years we have the most intense because we don't Understand what's happening to us because it it could be so many different things, or it could just be like not sleeping through the night, or it could just be brain fog, and it could just be one or two things that just don't like you're it, you're not clicking. Like I'm forty something years old, maybe it's perimenopause. Like you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think about that. And these menopausal symptoms can continue up until four to five years post your actual menopause day, right? So all of these symptoms are being um, caused by the hormonal soup that is happening in our body as we are starting to kind of like our we're moving into the you know next phase of our hormonal life. So before I even say this, there is not a blanket approach here, right? We are, we are all different snowflakes. We are all going to experience things at different times. Some people can just cruise through and have no experience. Some people are going to be like, girl, I, I got them all, <laughs> right? So it there's no blanket approach. The other thing I want to say to you is that, sure, I can go to my doctor. I can get all the tests. I can get tests for my cortisol level. I can get the test for my estrogen, progesterone, you name it. I can get a test for it. However, I can, and they could prescribe All the pharmaceuticals under the planet. But unless I'm focusing on changing my lifestyle, it does not matter. All right. I'm going to say that again. I can have all the tests. I can have all the pharmaceuticals. I can have all the supplements. But if I am not changing my lifestyle to support my hormones, all of that stuff doesn't freaking matter. All right. Highlight that, underline it, put some glitter on because I see it all the time. So many people are like, oh, I'm just going to go on birth control. I'm just going to go on an I'm just going to go on an antidepressant. Guess what? Great. Good for you. However, if I don't change my lifestyle, it's not going to support all the other things that are going on. All right. And so I'm a big proponent of getting to our root cause because when I get to the root cause, then I know I can solve it. Right. It's for me, it's, um, You know, I'm a big fan of CSI, right? So it's like dead body on the floor, blood's everywhere. I got a gun and I got footsteps. Figure out where those footsteps lead? Who killed the person laying on the floor? All right. So the first lifestyle thing that we need to talk about is stress. At this point, right, we are in our 40s and life for many of us could be, have coming at us a lot. There could be a lot on our shoulders, you know, aging parents, dealing with kids trying to either get into college, survive college, survive their first year as a, you know, a true adult on their own, depending on what type of career we're having, you know, navigating all of the corporate, you know, malarkey in your job. Maybe you're at a crossroads here. We are on the post COVID side. And so we have all these people who are like reevaluating their life, reevaluating, like, am I burnt out? Am I Am I done being too busy? Am I done just like running around the chicken with my head cut off? Or do I not have boundaries? Do I not have, know how to say no? When I, you know, I say yes all the time. And I don't mean to say when I mean to say, no, I'm people pleasing. Like, so here's what we have to just look at, like what is going on in our life, because our body has no way to differentiate between saber-toothed tiger chasing us out of the, ca- uh, the cave to your boss told you how to work late. To worried about your kid driving back you know seven hours to college, like your body has no idea you know worried that like your mom has early uh, like onset early onset Alzheimer's, and you know is she gonna forget to leave the stove on right we our body doesn't know all that, so our elevated cortisol levels it contributes to inflammation, so you know some of you might look in the mirror and you just look look puffy that's elevated cortisol level we have all this extra liquid. It's ready for, you know, us to convert into energy at a moment's notice, but if it keep, I keep pressing that doorbell, I'm just going to keep pushing that inflammation all over my body. So if I feel like I just look like a just inflamed thing, inflamed balloon, inflamed blueberry, check out your, um, strain lo- your stress level because cortisol, you know, not only does it cause inflammation, it also causes our you know, sex hormones to be even more imbalanced because we're, you know, we're producing a lot more cortisol and we're like, our body is saying, you know what, we're not safe. It's not safe to reproduce, right? You know, one of the, the things about our body is we're we're always trying to get into homeostasis, right? Always trying to find this balance. And it's always looking at is, does my body feel safe? And if my body doesn't feel safe, it's not going to bring an offspring? Because if I'm not safe, how am I going to make my offspring safe? So I want us to start thinking about how do we do that? You know, it's also going to lower our sex drive, because if I am always worried about my safety, I'm not going to feel sexy, you know, because our body thinks that having sex leads to having an offspring. And so if I'm not safe, it's going to do that, you know, so I'm not feeling burnt out, all of that. It's, it's just going to exacerbate my uh, menopausal symptoms. The other thing is blood sugar, right? Cortisol is going to push on that, that blood sugar because it's going to say, you know what, we are going to we're going to need to fight, and so we're going to need to have more sugary, carby foods because we need that instant energy so that we can fight that saber tooth tiger. And so, one of the ways to combat this 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 extra you know push is to one calm, calm down. Right. As uh, Taylor Swift says, you need to calm down. And I know as soon as I said that, like you got the eye roll, like I get it. Right. It's so like when someone tells you to calm down, it just like pushes that, like, oh, go have sex with yourself. button. so as we are starting to kind of start thinking about, you know, what is stress management and stress management for, for a lot of people, I, I want to call it stress management is self-care. And you know I've done several episodes on self care, and self care isn't like going and getting a manicure, or pedicure, and massage. Self care is literally like you could lock yourself in your closet for 15 minutes and say no one talk to me. You could sit in your car for 10 minutes after you drive home from work and like just like be you. Like that's just your, your like time to just regenerate, recharge your own batteries. You could sit quietly coloring. You could paint. Find a hobby that you love. You know, I have a client who does ballroom dancing that brings her joy, you know, do things that bring you joy. That is going something that you look forward to. And I did a whole podcast on joy as well, but it's like, it's doing something that brings you joy. Cause that's going to really bring down your stress levels. And I'm also going to be a big advocate of learning to say no, right? No is a complete sentence. Ms. Lisa Michaels, Michaels, Lisa Nichols taught me that years ago, and it has been a game changer for me. The second place is blood sugar. Right, You know, during our menopausal state, we're our our bodies again are going through the changes, and one of the fat storing hormones is insulin. And so if we are having a kind of higher carb, more of a western diet type diet, we can't get away with the extra carbs like we used to. We used to be able to you know get away with a little extra nibbles here and there when it comes to carbs and sugars. But we can't get away with that now. You know, you could get away with like, you know, having McDonald's with your kids or, you know, um, a little extra ice cream here and there. But unfortunately now as we age, I'm not saying we're never going to have it. I'm just saying we have to be more mindful about when we have it and how much, how many times we indulge. And so as we are going through our diet, you know, take a look at your, your, your good fats, right? Am I having good fats? And for uh, ladies over 40, minimum two to three tablespoons of good fat every single day minimum. And so when I say good fat, I'm talking, um, avocados, I'm talking like seeds. I am talking, um, just not olive oil for the love of God. I mean, 60 minutes into a profile, like 40 years ago and everyone and their mother's running out, like pretty much bathing a damn olive oil. Um, I think more of, you know, any oil with the exception of Crisco soy, canola, vegetable oil, sunflower seed oil, sapphire oil, any oil, but those, if you go to um, any grocery store, they have a whole litany of oils, avoid the oils I just mentioned, add two to three tablespoons. And it's not cooking in the oil because that um, depending on if it's a high heat oil, it'll denature the, the, the good qualities that we're trying to get. So, you know, roast your vegetables, then put the oil on top. Throw it into your shake. Um, one of my favorite things to throw in a shake is um, like a quarter of an avocado. It just makes it a little creamier for me. Um, it's also a little bit more filling and a little more satiating for me. I love throwing some flax seeds in, in there. It gives that a nice little nutty taste to it. So think about how can we um, lower our blood sugar because as we, you know, as we age, we have many women over 40 have insulin resistance. And that's one of the reasons why we have the belly fat. And I talked all about that there. So it's like, you know, we are trying to do our best to take as much sugar out of our blood system as blood system as possible. So adding in the fiber, exercising, getting better sleep, monitoring our carb intake. This is still having carbs, still having carbs, making sure we're getting in, you know, at least 20 to 30 grams of protein with every single meal that we eat. All right. All right. And so, when it comes to hot flashes, you know one of the 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 biggest things around hot flashes is just being able to calm our systems down and so you know acupuncture, wild jam uh there's a product called Estrovera that's out there um acupuncture was a godsend for me, and um I don't know wherever you live, maybe you have this we, there's a group acupuncture, and it was like twenty minutes um I did 20 minutes, two times a week. And it was also, it was part stressful at least because I literally had to sit there for 20 minutes. You know, they, it would take them like three minutes to put all the different um, needles in you. And I'm not someone who likes needles, and but it, it doesn't hurt. And they put all the needles in me and then I would have to sit there for 20 minutes and just like be, right? And how many times can you say, you had to sit there for 20 minutes and just be, and it was an absolute, um, game changer for me and my, um, hot flashes. An- another thing for you to con- consider, and it's now coming back into the vernacular, um, back in the, I believe it was the early nineties, I believe it was the early nineties. Um, the women's health initiative, uh, said that, uh, HRT, h- hormone replacement therapy, HRT, uh, was, um, could cause breast cancer in about 30% of the women who were doing HRT. And so it, then it just became like, no, no HRT doctors just shut it down. And now the new research has come out and said that, you know, a lot of women can benefit from HRT. Um, but you want to identify, you want it to be bioidentical hormones versus the synthetic synthetic hormones. And that definitely a conversation to revisit with your doctor, um a comment you know for you to also you know do your do your research on it and i will tell you that um my my doctor um when you know i talked to her about it and she was like yeah it's a game changer for um a lot of women um especially for me my hormones were just just so out of whack from years of uh yo-yo dieting um and over exercising and so she highly recommended it. And she also said for, you know, all, 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 what the studies are also showing. Um, and then I, I have a book and I'll have to uh, research the book. Um, it, it's about estrogen. And one of the things that the studies that is coming out, especially with, um, hold on, I'm going to write down this right now. So I can remember to put in the show notes. Uh, so it's a book about estrogen. And so one of the things I, I talked to her about it was, Um, what they're finding out new studies is that estrogen is a very key indicator of um, memory. And that they were showing women who didn't have a lot of estrogen or had estrogen imbalances, memory later in life was impaired. And So, you know, given how much the prevalence of um, Alzheimer's and dementia, dementia are in our society now, which is just ridiculously a, a ridiculous amount. you know, I, um I can't remember the statistics, but it's it's less than one in ten people will experience some form of a memory um, issue as we age. So um one of the key things in this book talks about estrogen and estrogen as a way to preserve our um, as a way to preserve our brain. So as I'm kind of like, you know, starting to wind down here uh, in this conversation, I just want us to kind of start to, to to think about it, right? So menopause is something that happens in, you don't have your period for one year and a day, boom, that's menopause. But what, what many of us are fighting is the paramenopausal symptoms, right? The, the things that are happening as our hormones are just going buck wild, like having their last, um, they, I think about it more like, you know, um, you're a junior going to be a senior. And so you're just like the party's almost over. So you're just like, just trying to get it all in before, before the party ends and you have to like start your, your your real world. So this is what our hormones are doing right now. And you know, I've heard it described as a um, second puberty, right? It is a second puberty, except for we got more responsibilities than we had when we were 13 and 14 years old. So as we're, as we're going through this kind of second puberty, you know, really start to focus in on the foods that I'm eating. And many of you listening here, you are very uh, conscious of what you're eating, but we also sometimes we might give ourselves a little bit too much wiggle room that we used to be able to get away with. So it's like, we're the staying way from the processed foods, the processed oils, the cured meats, um, the processed lunch meats, fast foods um too much booze, right? You know, um mommy juice, you know, staying away from the you know bottle of wine a night, the half a bottle of wine a night, and just being more mindful of our alcohol intake. Um I do have a whole um alcohol guide. Uh so if you are interested in that, do me a favor and just um shoot me an email, hello at KimbarnesJefferson.com and just say alcohol guide. I will make sure that you get a copy of that. Um artificial colors, artificial sweeteners. And you know, so that we can start to get our bodies to refocus, you know, on our fuels. Because if we're trying to lose the weight, because that's ultimately what many of us, why, what frustrates many of us about menopause is that we are trying to lose lose weight. And so we want to start right now where our body is really conditioned to burn the carbs, right? So we want to start to condition our body to be a little bit more metabolically flexible. And start to burn the excess fat that we've accumulated over the the cup, you know, and number of years. And I know many of us think that our fat just happened, you know, during the summer or during the holidays. Sorry to pee in your cornflakes, girlfriends, but we've been packing on this weight for a couple of years, you know. And I say this from experience, this is not judgment. This is me, like, I remember I noticed my first 10 pounds of weight gain. Like I was just like, my pants just aren't just fitting right. And then I stepped on the scale and I was like, whoa, what is happening here? And then I was like, okay, I got to double down. I got to buckle down. No crap. No, 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 no. Anybody feel me? All right. And so I did all the no's. I did all the extra, extra cardio, you know, no carbs until I couldn't do it anymore. And then I put on another 10 pounds. So I'm now up 20 pounds. And I'm like, what the hell? Boom, up 30 pounds. So I finally went to my doctor. She gave me the pat on the the knee. It's just menopause, darling. Stop eating carbs. At this point, again, you know, I avoided jail that day, but it was, I had to start to become metabolically more flexible and start to do something different. And I know I say this all the time, but seriously, if you want different, you got to do different. And it's not going back to what you did before because we ain't 30 no more, right? What I did in my 30s, pretty much cause when what, what, what got me here in my forties. So I want you to say, I have to do something different. So instead of subtracting, I got to think about adding. So it's, you know, I talked about adding good fat, adding fiber to your diet, thinking about, you know, am I having a little bit too much, you know, are my weekends a little bit too big Are my vacation, a little bit too big, right? So they can start to use our body fat for energy versus the foods that we, um, take in for our energy so that we can really focus in on, you know, what's going on and uh, focus in on what's going on with our health. So before I, I, before I I leave you, I just want to say, you know, we, we need to just kind of look at our, our whole systems, but we also have to look at our lifestyle, right? You know, am I, what are my habits about around sleep, right? Am I getting at least seven hours of sleep? what's my habits around my stress? Do I just say, this is how life is. And do I say, Oh, I'm stressed out. So I'm going to exercise. Well, I'm sorry. I know that you love exercise, but some forms of exercise, if I'm always doing like hard, intense cardio, or if I'm lifting within an inch of my life, that's stressful on your body. So it's like throwing gasoline on a wildfire. Um, What is my mindset, right? Am I telling myself that I can't break through this, that I must go hard, that it must look like this, that if it's not working that I I need to find a new diet. You know, am I giving myself my boundaries? You know, am I saying no, am I creating a time that I'm going to work out? Am I creating time that I'm going to the grocery store? Am I always feeling like I'm behind, right? Am I ready to release and let it be easy? You know, so think about what's going on with my mindset, you know, am I getting at least two to three strength training exercise strength training days a week? right? Two to three. And they don't have to be four hours. It can be 30 minutes. Am I doing that? And, you know, I don't have to be lifting a Buick for that to be, to count, right? Uh, for that to count, you know, what's my nutrition like? Am I, you know, am I always hungry? What's my energy like? Am I always craving? You know, so we start to look at these little things. And if we sort of listen into our bio-identical or our bio, biofeedback, that's, that's how we know if something's working, right? It's not the damn scale. It's like, how are my, how's my biofeedback? Because if I'm not sleeping, something's off. If I'm always hungry, something's off. If I have no energy or I no energy regularly, or I have no energy after a few hours of eating something then something's off. If I'm craving something's off, right? So menopause, yeah, it, it, it can be a problem, but also could be some of the lifestyle things that I'm doing that's contributing to my lifestyle factors. So this really like resonated with you and you're like, yeah, girl. Yeah. Everything you're saying here, that's me. That's me. That's me. I'm doing a, a full masterclass on belly fat. Yes. I'm talking about belly fat, but it's going to encompass more, it's more of like, how do I get rid of this? Because belly fat for a lot of us, it's unexplained weight gain. And in our 40s, it comes right onto our belly. So if you're just like, I'm done, I just want to feel like me again. I want to fit back into my pants again. I want to look in the mirror and not be like, oh, what happened to me? Sign up for this free masterclass. It's happening the beginning of November. And if you want to be the first person to know more about this, absolutely hop on that list. You will find that in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much. No gentlemen. It's just a habit, I guess. Ladies, thank you so much for listening. And again, any other questions that you have about menopause, my goal is to help educate you so that you can go out into the world with more education, more knowledge, and ask better questions. So ask away any question you have. I'm here for you. If someone needs to hear this episode, share it out. We don't want to keep this to ourselves. All right. Enjoy the rest of your wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.